The Holy Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and, Mar and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. 
The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. <coughs> Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Hearing the gospel this time, what caught me was how Martha and then Mary say the exact same words to Jesus whether it was tinged with grief or laced with accusation, they say, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Our psalm for today also gives voice to the despair we feel in times of loss. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. I expect most of us have at some point in our lives say, God, if you had been here, this horrible, very bad thing wouldn't have happened. Or we've asked, God, where are you? Because if you were here, this horrible, very bad thing wouldn't be happening to me to us, to the person we, or people that we love. 
It is a natural human response. The question of why bad things happen is a common one, and I don't pretend I can answer it. We could have a theological discussion about humanity's will or God's permissive will, or we could talk about the science of how weather and disease wreak havoc in our lives, but I doubt we would get to a satisfactory answer. Faith isn't about having all the answers. Faith is believing God's word and trusting in the promises given to us by God. In John's Gospel especially, believing means being in relationship or knowing God. Jesus isn't transactional. Jesus is relational. When Nicodemus came to see Jesus at night, and the Samaritan woman met him at the well, and the man who was born blind was healed, Jesus took time to talk with them, to answer their questions, and to invite them into deeper relationships. In today's gospel, we see Jesus motivated by relationship. Lazarus and his sisters are Jesus' friends. John bears witness to their friendship when he writes that the sisters sent a message to Jesus about Lazarus, calling him the one that you love. And when Jesus speaks to the disciples about returning to Judea, he calls Lazarus a friend. And just as we want to go and be with the people we love when they are hurting, Jesus goes to Judea because his friend Lazarus has died. But when Jesus arrives, the sisters are angry with him. And that's when they make their accusation, or perhaps their lament. But even in their despair, Martha makes the confession that Jesus is the Messiah, and Mary kneels at his feet. They do not grieve without hope because Jesus is the source of their hope. And when Jesus speaks to the sisters, he doesn't hide his own sorrow at seeing their suffering. <clears throat> Seeing the pain caused by the death of his friend, John tells us that Jesus was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. And when he sees where Lazarus was buried, he weeps. I'm sure that Jesus wept because his friends were suffering. But what else might he be weeping for? You see, weeping because while Lazarus will be resuscitated this time, Jesus knows that he cannot take death away permanently. He cannot stop the suffering and the emptiness that comes with grief. Is he weeping because he knows what is ahead? While he dismissed the other disciples' concerns when they returned to Judea, 
Jesus must have known that the people who tried to stone him were still there in Jerusalem and that he is also on his way to his own death. Next Sunday, we'll celebrate Palm Sunday and his triumphant entry into Jerusalem before we enter Holy Week and we see him arrested and crucified. Watching Jesus weep, I wonder what we weep for and for what do we grieve today? I wrote these words yesterday. We've already had one death in the congregation this week, and now we have another. So certainly, we weep when a loved one dies. We weep because our lives are empty, because they are absent. And we lament the loss of what won't be, of the celebrations and the milestones that are lost. We weep when a beloved is hurting and we cannot fix it. We weep because of our helplessness. We weep when we receive bad news or experience pain. We weep at the terror of war and the destruction of floods and the horrible ways that we inflict pain on one another. Our tears, like the ones that Jesus shed, are testament to the love we have for one another. And like Mary and Martha, our grief is not without hope because the source of our hope is Jesus. Today's gospel assures us that we worship a God who is fully God and fully incarnate, fully divine and fully human, who weeps and comes alongside us when we are hurting. Today, during Holy Communion, we have prayer ministers present to pray with you, and I invite you to bring your grief to them. Follow the witness we have from the psalmist and in Jesus and Martha and Mary and cry out to God, not as one without hope, but as one whose hope is in Jesus. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, from the beginning you wired us for friendship, community, and for belonging. When we suffer loss and grief, remind us that you share our sorrow and that we are not alone in the heaviness of it all. Draw us to you and into community with one another that all will know the hope found in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.